Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, mods and mamas. I have an incredible interview for you today. Today, I have social media influencer and co-founder of Modi Toys, Avni Sarkar, in the house. Whoop, whoop. I am so, so excited to be sitting down with her. We've been trying to plan this for quite some time, and I'm so happy that the cards aligned and we're sitting together. So today, we're pressing the reset button on working mom guilt. So I want to be really, really clear. My delineation of moms is not working moms versus the stay-at-home moms. I think that there's paid working moms and then there's non-paid working moms. Let's get this completely clear. We are all working. It doesn't matter if we're in the home or we're outside the home. Let's create this new delineation of who we are and what we really do and how we show up for our family. So today we're going to talk about the guilt that's associated with working mom guilt, whether it's the work-life balance, whether it's that you're a passion entrepreneur and you feel like you're not being present enough with your children as you pursue this vision and this dream, or maybe you truly believe that you have this deep desire of a dream and a vision and you're meant for more. It's just that you don't know how to balance that when you have children. So we're going to dish about it all and it's going to be a really, really great intensive juicy and honest conversation. But before we dive into this week's episode, if you're a mama in the New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania area, I want you to listen up because there's an incredible event going on February 16th in Hoboken, New Jersey. Modi Joy, the charity part of Modi Toys, is hosting their second Mimosas and Samosas event. So if you're a newish mom, so if you're a mom as newborns, toddlers, preschool age kids, join us for this informative event. There's going to be a panel of experts. We're going to have a sleep trainer there, a children's nutritionist, a pediatric occupational therapist, and a mindful parenting expert. Hmm, I wonder who that mindful parenting expert's gonna be. Yes, 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 yours truly. I'm gonna be one of the speakers and panelists there answering all your questions about infusing mindfulness and meditation for your life into your children's life. Literally anything that you have questions around mindful parenting, that struggles that you have, and how to use positive discipline. So it's going to be really amazing, uh, really informative. We're going to have a chance to network. You're going to hear solutions to tackle some of the biggest common parenting challenges during those early phases after that you know newborn phase and you're entering into the toddler or preschool age so all proceeds of modi joy events benefits a children's charity and i just want to let you know space is limited so bring your mama bestie and head over to moditoys.com forward slash charity to buy your tickets now i am so excited to finally meet some of you in person and definitely let me know tag me dm me to let me know that you're coming because i will look out to connect with you so all right let's talk about working mom guilt yo is this work-life balance really attainable what is working mom life and working mom guilt all about i think it's really really important not to just get viewpoints of experts on this podcast i really wanted to invite real life moms who are going through their own journey the struggles and talking about what's been working where they're still growing and 
where they still need to heal and because these dialogues help all of us learn. We feel more connected. We realize that we're all real and we all go through our own experiences of the same sort of emotions. Maybe the circumstances and the life situations may show up differently for us, but we all feel the same type of emotions, right? We all experience guilt. It doesn't matter what situations and life challenges cause that. So today I'm talking to Avni Sarkara, the co-founder of Modi Toys, which she founded with her brother Viral Modi in 2018. After they both became parents to two daughters born exactly a week apart, they were inspired to create culturally inspired toys to help their daughters stay connected to their Indian roots through fun, simple, and meaningful toys. I loved this opportunity to talk to Avni because one thing that I've always admired about Avni, if you follow her on Modi Toys, you will certainly be able to attest, she is real. She's vulnerable, she's transparent in her Modi Toys marketing on Instagram. You get the feel that this is a family-run business, how much heart, soul, and love is authentically weaved into every struggle, every setback, but also every success. So she peels back the layers of what it truly means to run a business. She has a full-time job. She is a mom. She is currently expecting another. So I really am looking forward to peel back this new layer and talk about motherhood with Avni. I am so honored to introduce Avni Sarkar, the co-founder of Modi Toys, the creator of the beloved Baby Ganesh and Baby Hanuman that families have utterly fallen in love with onto the Time and Talks podcast. Let's press the reset button on working mom guilt. Avni, I'm so, so thrilled that you're finally here on the Time and Talks podcast. We've been trying to do this for so long and finally the cards aligned and I'm so thrilled that you're here today. I'm so excited to be here. It's nice to finally see you face to face as well. <laughs> I know because it's always been like, you know, through Instagram or email. It's so nice to be looking at your beautiful face. <laughs> Avni thought that I used the recording, so she got all dolled up, so I feel really special. I'm looking at a beautiful... You should. Face. Even my husband doesn't see this side of me. <laughs> awesome. So, Avni, you and your brother, Viral are the co-founders of Modi Toys. You're the creator of the beloved baby Hanuman, baby Ganesh, that families around the world have utterly fallen in love with. And I wanted to start our combo. We always do an icebreaker question, but because you resonate with the Hindu gods and goddesses. Out of all the Hindu goddesses, which one do you most resonate gosh. with or feel connected with and why? Oh gosh, that's a really tricky question. <laughs> um, I guess if I had to pick um, goddess Durga, I, I don't know, she, she personifies strength and mm -hmm. I think we all personify strength in some capacity, right? Whether um, it's overcoming grief or it's just sort of physical strength or mental strength or emotional strength needed to overcome. Um, I think that's one goddess that everyone can personify and can relate to in their own ways. Oh, I love that. That's great. I, and I see that essence in you too, because you're very, not just the person that you are when you portray you're you're honest you're vulnerable durga is really like stands in her power and i see that essence in you someone who stands in their power so i love thank that thank you and well i think it probably resonates with me even more so right now because um when you are almost eight months pregnant <laughs> you need a lot of strength even just get out of bed in the morning 
So I'm feeling from all aspects. Absolutely. That strength to get through the pregnancy, but also the birth, right? You need that inner strength. That yeah. So yeah, you're probably more aligned with Durga right now because it's just the phase two. I love exactly. that. Exactly. Great. So this is so cute. You labeled your niece and your daughter, Navia, the chief inspiration officers <laughs> of Modi Toys. Can you tell us a little bit about why they're the inspiration behind creating this brand, Modi Toys? Yeah. Um, if it weren't for my daughter and my niece, this idea for Modi Toys like literally would not have been born. So um, a quick backstory. I actually am the youngest out of three siblings. I have two older brothers. Um, and my eldest brother, he has two kids. They're like, I don't know, like 14 and 10, I think, or something. And, you know, although I've been surrounded, I've, I've watched them grow up. I, I've seen my brother and his wife raise them. It's being an aunt is not nearly the same as being a mother yourself. Like, you know, like for a long time, I felt like my niece and nephew were my own children. Um, but then I had my own child and I was like, wow, okay. I was not, ex I was not expecting this, th these flood of emotions. Um, and it wasn't until I became a mom and coincidentally, my brother also became a dad exactly a week later. I mean, like we literally went through this like, massive life milestone at the same time. And if it hadn't been for, I think maybe that even that divine timing, we may not even have stumbled on this idea together because um, he was looking for a gift for his newborn. Um, and every time he'd go shopping, he'd come back empty handed and he didn't really know exactly what he was looking for. He just knew that he wanted to give her something really special, something really unique. And it's not like he knew what it was, but he just knew it had to be these things. And then one day he came home and like, as soon as he walks through the door, he says, why isn't there a, a plush toy, you know, based off of Ganesh that when you like squeeze the belly, it, it sings the Ganesh mantra. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it was like... <laughs> It was like so out of thin air and I, I, I wasn't even like in that like frame of mind. Granted, I was thinking about toys and stuff, but like, you know, like, like I wasn't thinking about South Asian inspired toys. Right. And, and, and really he was the one that had this idea. And, you know, for the first, like initially I was just like, yeah, I don't know, like look it up. And like, he like literally just got on the computer, he started Googling and he couldn't find anything like this, like especially anything that sang mantras had any like audio functionality to it. Mm. Um, we did see some um, like Ganesh inspired plushes and stuff, but they weren't exactly very like kid friendly looking or even adult friendly looking mm. for that matter. So I think that's when he sort of planted the seeds and he thought, you know what, there's definitely something to it. And so our daughters were born in January 2017. And then we didn't, you know, obviously we got like really like wrapped up in, in newborn phase. So, and we were both working full time at the time. So this was something that just was in the back burner and we didn't resurface it until again, I think sometime in May of 2017. And we had um, our cousin who can draw because my brother and I do not have artistic abilities. <laughs> we had her basically sketch out uh, uh, the first prototype of baby Ganesh and actually I had posted a photo of that of that initial sketch on my Instagram like back in the day and if you look at that it actually 
very closely resembles what we ended up like producing. So we weren't like that far off. And, you know, we also didn't really have like a base of starting point because when you Google Ganesh, like you will find so many like variety of images, right? So we knew we wanted to like kind of make it kid friendly and make it somewhat inspired by the the plushes that you normally, you know, see for children. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, you know, that's why I call my daughter and my niece our chief inspi- inspiration officers, because they're the ones who kind of got us like thinking in this, like this frame of mind of like, you know, we need to, we need to introduce our culture to our daughters from a young age mm-hmm. and not necessarily wait until they're like two or three years old when they old enough to understand because like kids already have this innate ability like to understand things if you simply make the effort to want to introduce them to these things and really the whole premise was that we wanted to just you know give them something to at least spark their curiosity like obviously like our toy or books alone aren't going to like you know be the end-all be-all solution to like introducing the South Asian, like, you know, um, religion or culture to your children. It's just like a stepping stone in the right direction. And, and I think the fact that, you know, you see newborns, like, you know, being gifted plush toys and stuff in itself is, is telling that this is the type of toy that parents are already introducing to their kids. So why not make that toy a little bit more meaningful? Absolutely. And, you know, it's really seeing your journey uh, transpire. It's really become beyond just the kids because the meaning behind it, I'll be very honest. I knew, I know you grew up in India, so you're really deeply connected to the roots. I was born and raised here. I had a dad who was like very spiritual, kind of like me, very spiritual, but not very religious. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm learning a lot along with my boys because Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm being introduced to this. And so I think it's not just for kids for, you know, transplants like me who are like, you know, at our eyes, you're just never maybe truly deeply connected to culture. And I think that it's become a symbolism of not just when these happy moments as you so poignantly, you know, share these images, it's through sorrow and heartbreak and success. And, you know, it's, it's really amazing how this has become a symbol as symbol of mm-hmm. so many of our lives now. So it's incredible. Um, yeah. And I have to be perfectly honest. Um, even though I was born and raised in India, um, I, I moved to America when I was eight years old. So, you know, I feel like most of my upbringing really has been in America more so than mm-hmm. India. So um, a lot of times I, I share stories on Insta- on our Instagram account of, you know, stories of how like Ganesh broke his tusk or how he got his elephant head or the story of how Hanuman was born. And people, I don't know if people, I don't know what people think, but oh, girl, I- Oh, they're so good. I learned so much from you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But here's the kicker. I'm learning right along with you guys. Like I don't like have these stories memorized. Like I, I, I may have learned them when I was younger, but I've definitely forgotten them. But now as I need to, you know, as part of, I guess my brand, I need to share these types of tidbits and these stories and keep them fresh and, and share them in a more modern relevant way. I'm learning right along you guys because I have to first like, you know, read up on them. I have to then figure out a way to kind of like translate them and dilute them a little bit to make them a little bit more interesting. And, you know, these stories have so many versions too out there. And I always have to put the disclaimer out there that I've picked one version. I'm not saying this is the one, but you know, this is like what seemed to be the most popular one out there. And, and 
and and really it's about making it interesting and relevant so that you have the desire to want to share with your children because if I don't find something interesting, I'm not going to want to consume it. And I probably will be even less inclined to want to then share with my own kids. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with them. So the really interesting thing that you mentioned to me of me is that the very person, your daughter, that inspired you to take on this entrepreneurial journey is the person that you sometimes feel is paying the price for it. So could you share a little bit about what kind of mom guilt manifests for you as you balance mompreneurship and motherhood? So I'm really glad you asked that because my brother and I were obviously inspired by my daughter and my niece to start Modi Toys. And, you know, now looking back when she's three years old and we launched Modi Toys when she was about a, a year and a half old, a lot has transpired in the past year and a half. A lot of things that I couldn't really have um, expected. So for me, I really had to abandon this whole concept of mom guilt from a very early uh, time. I had a very short mat leave. When Navia was born, I had to go back to work after a short eight weeks, and I had to leave her in the care of, um, you know, my my mom and um, my mother-in-law, and and I, I think I just had to embrace the fact from very early on that she was going to be taken care of by loved ones, and I was going to have to go work because that's a choice I had made. I wasn't obviously being forced to, but it's, it's something I knew I wanted to continue doing, mm-hmm. and. I have to say, like, I thought I would be a complete wreck that first day because I had like heard so many horror stories of just women just like bawling their eyes out at their desks. And it wasn't like that. Like, I think I kind of like enjoyed going back to work in some ways. And maybe it's because I wasn't gone for so long that it was an easier transition for me. But, but it's something that I had to abandon from early time. So I don't think mom guilt is something that, that really stuck with me for a long time. And now, you know, that she's three years old, the demands that she has are a lot different than those that she had when she was two months old. Like it's not, it's no longer about, you know, am I, am I pumping on time enough? Am I nursing her enough? It's more like, mommy, can you play with me? Can you do this with me? And now I really try to focus on the fact that it's about the quality of time that we spend together as opposed to the quantity of time we spend together. Because, you know, when I come home, it, like I have maybe like a, a good, I don't know, like four hours, like to squeeze in whatever time I have with her. And yes, she is a sleep lead, late sleeper. Um, but, um, but, you know, like during those four hours, like I obviously can't give her all of those four hours. So I tell myself that if I just spend one good quality hour with her, you know, with my phone, like far away from me, and just like fully focus on whatever it is that she wants to do, paint, Play-Doh, whatever it may be then that is sufficient. And, and, you know, we try to make up for it on weekends when I obviously have a lot more time to spend, but I try to focus on the fact that it's not about how much time you spend, but really just how you spend the time that you have together. And um, interestingly enough, I actually read this quote the other day that said that, um, you know, women always have lots of balls in the air, but you have to make the distinction between which ones are plastics, plastic and which ones are made of glass. And that really helps kind of put things into perspective for you because you realize that, you know, it's, it's fine. Like if some things that kind of go on the back burner or if some things fall off your radar, because not everything is equally important. And I think that's really um, the, the, 
the core of mom guilt, right? Because we think that we have to do everything with our children. Like we have to be at all places at all times, but that's just simply not the case. Absolutely. I love that quote, by the way. And it's such a good visualization and perspective shift of, yeah, we sometimes give too much emphasis on things, like you said, like the plastic balls that Mm -hmm. we're trying to juggle. And if we just give ourselves permission to surrender and let them go, it would make us feel so much more easeful. And I think you really hit the nail on the point when you said that you know, you spend that one hour of dedicated focused playtime with Navia where you're totally engaged in what she wants to do. I think a lot of moms have this misconception, which you have totally eloquently just illustrated is that we don't have to be present with our child every single Mm -hmm. moment of their life. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be quite annoying for them if we're (laughs) in their faces, like, let's be real, you know, I'd be like, dude, just, yes it would drive me crazy like forget her. like my child like I couldn't be with her for 24 hours a day like I mean all the power to like women who who you know do do this like because it is a hard job like to keep your children constantly stimulated and that's why I have so much respect for teachers who do this like for a living because like I see like I you know like it just raising one child. I mean, I'm not even mom of two yet. So I can only imagine like how that like magnitude just multiplies immensely when you have more than one child to take care of and like stimulate. So I, 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 I'm in complete awe of like women who do this on a regular basis because I realize that like, I, I'm not the type of person like who would be able to focus on my child alone because I feel like I need something like I need an outlet for myself. And I think work gives me that outlet. And I don't think you should ever feel guilty, like saying that out loud or admitting that. Yeah, for sure. And I think like I had mentioned to you before is that same thing, right? It's the the whole paid working mom and non-paid working mom. We're all working. Yes. All yes. Work different, but it's all essentially, it's hard work. Exactly. Like a mom who's with their kids every single day. That is like, that's very taxing emotionally, physically, yes. as well as when you're working and you're outside of the home. So I think that, you know, kudos for all sides. I think we really need to break this delineation of state. Yes mom versus working mom. We are all working moms, right? So Exactly. I- and, and in fact, um, I just read another article the other day um, that Harvard had done like some study about um, between working moms and, and non-paid working moms, I guess, as you would call it. And the, um, it turns out that kids end up being happier in both situations. I mean, like mm-hmm. no one child ends up faring better than the other. And, and I think that's sometimes the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sometimes that's what I think holds us back. We think that somehow we are either doing something better, um, or sometimes we are hurting our children by making one choice over the other. And I mean, now we have science to prove it that, you know what, there's no right or wrong decision for you to make because your children are going to be happy regardless. Absolutely. And 
I think it's like, you know, when we go back to it, our unique child, right? Like my son picked me to be his mom. Nadia mm -hmm. picked you to be your mom. Mm -hmm. There are certain dynamics and experiences from our relationships that we needed with our child. So yes. whether you're a working mom outside the home or working mom inside the home, the, the beautiful divine connection and relationship that you are meant to have and how to help each other and serve each other and learn from each other, it's the choices that we make, right? That's what, that's the beautiful connection that you guys needed. And so there's everything, like there's no one size fit all for everybody, right? Yes. On the other side, but it's always perfect. Whatever your relationship, whether you're outside the home, inside the home, as long as you're happy and, you know, just trusting that that's like the relationship that it was meant to be. So great. I, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, that that's the one advice that I remember um, a friend had given me right when Navia was born. I think she was just maybe a few days old and, and, um, and she had reached out to me and I was, I think, venting to her about you know, the, the, the pains of, of, of nursing and, or something or another. And, and she said to me, she's like, Abney, there is no such thing as a perfect mom or a perfect child, but you are the perfect mother for your child. And, and it really, really stuck with me. I mean, even to this day, it's, um, it's an, it's a piece of advice that I, I find myself even giving to other new moms, because I think it's so easy, especially when you're in that fragile frame of mind to think that, oh no, like, am I doing this the right way? Am I doing this the wrong way? And there is no right or wrong way because as a mom, like, you know exactly what your child needs. Yes. Oh, that was your friend. Tell her a big thing. <laughs> and you said it so much better than I did. I was like, yes, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly, <laughs> your friend nailed it. That is yes. so true. And I think we really have to embrace and embody that because I think that actually that perspective is the antidote to mom guilt. Yes. Like is that, that reality of, it's not that, I think we come from a fear mind state, right? When we get stuck mm -hmm. in the guilt, it's like, oh, we're not providing enough or we should be doing more or we could be doing better rather than just realizing we are enough as we are. We're trying the best that we're going to do and it's enough as for, you know, for our child in this moment. So um, that's beautiful great perspective shifts. Absolutely. Hashtag enough. <laughs> Hashtag enough. Yes, girl. <laughs> you know, you shared a lot about Modi toys and your, you know, your vision, but what really makes Modi toys stand apart from the other emerging brands that come, that are bringing culturally inspired toys into the market? Um, you know, if you had asked me this question when we first launched, I, I, I don't know if I would have answered it the same way that I'm about to answer it now. And I think what it is, is just that it has such an emotional connection to people. Yes. Um, I thought when we launched that this product was really going to resonate with, with people who have newborn kids and maybe kids up to the age of like, I don't know, like three or four. Cause keep in mind, you know, when we were even doing that market research, my daughter had just turned one. So like, I couldn't really use her as like our guinea pig. Like, I didn't really know whether she would still be into plush toys when she's right. three or four years old. So I really had to like rely on the opinions of other moms who had older kids. Yes. And I was, strictly thinking in that train of thought like that okay this is a, a toy for kids and young kids at that and like that's it like that's our target market I would have never in a million years like imagined that it would resonate with 
adults, not just, you know, mm -hmm. adults with children, but adults um, that are going through hardships that are, you know, facing um, illnesses that are, that are like literally on their deathbed or, um, you know, children that are in the NICU, people who are getting married. I mean, like the happy times, like the difficult times, like I've seen baby Ganesh, now baby Hanuman, um, you know, by people's sides that I would have never imagined. Like I envisioned it being, you know, in playrooms and nurseries and that was it. Like I never imagined actually being in like in hospitals and, and all these other places that people have bought it, like to really bring them comfort and joy. And I, I don't think there is a product out there, at least that I have seen, um, within this South Asian inspired toys um, market, uh, where people have treated it the same way, where mm -hmm. they've you know really taken it out of the the natural context that it was intended for, and and really taken a life of its own. And I think that's ultimately like what sets it us apart because people have formed such a natural emotional connection to our product that they see it beyond just a toy for kids. Yeah. They see it as something that brings them comfort and hope um, and joy. I mean, I have heard countless stories now of women who bring it with them to their, um, to their appointments, like when they're undergoing IVF um, or they just keep it, you know, next to their bedside. And it's just some, it's like a, it's a small reminder of hope that, you know what, like it, right now you're going through a difficult time, but you will get through this. And there are so many moms who have also told me like, you know, they, they, they bought it, they bought baby Ganesh um, before they even had a baby and it brought them a lot of comfort. And then eventually when they had a baby, they were able to pass it down to their kids. And I mean, like stories like those just touch your heart in a way that again, like, I don't think any kind of marketing could ever accomplish. And again, like I would have never even imagined it like, you know, two years ago when we were even in the, in the early um, launch stages. Um, it's really the people that have come forward and share with me why, you know, why baby Ganesh, baby Hanuman are so special to them. And it's because of their sharing that I've now understood like, wow, like what we've created is something really special. It is. There's, if there's two words I can say, it's heart and authenticity. But I want to say that you, you're a wordsmith. You are, you're very, the way that you put words and stories together is very touching. So I think that's part of why so many people have emotionally connected to your brand is the way that you elicit people's stories and share people's stories, I think that you've created this comfort and this platform for people wanting to share. Because I think I just wanted to take a moment to just to really, you know, reward you for what you've done because it's, you know, people have tons of brands out there, but to, to elicit that feeling for someone to take the step beyond, to share something intimate to, and then you using your language and your words to create a story and to share that. I think that you've such so brilliantly did it. And it's so heartwarming. Like on any given day, you see these different stories of, and understand where I think it's just like connecting humanity and understanding people's stories. So it's really has gotten this bigger, when I think of Modi toys, it really has this bigger, broader um, emotional aspect, like you have mentioned. And I think that it's, there's really nothing else out there. Even if there's another plush Ganesh out there or Hanuma, there's just nothing ever gonna, nothing can ever take that that essence away from it, so. Thank you, no, I appreciate that. Um, and, and again, I think the fact that I was able to open up, really I owe the credit to 
the people who reached out to me and opened up. Um, and the really the first time that I candidly really just opened up a personal side to my life because I think um, for a very long time, I mean, we've had this Instagram account for like almost like two years now, I think. Um, for a very long time, at least for the first year, I thought that, you know, we really were supposed to like keep our professional and personal like lives separate and like not really confuse the two because people follow Modi Choice like for Modi Choice content, not for Ovni Modi Sarkar content. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but um, you know, so many people were, were messaging me privately, um, you know, with all their like heartwarming and heart-wrenching stories. And I felt like, well, you know, if so many people have can trust me in opening up to me. Like, I feel like, not that I owe anyone, but I felt like I had created a safe space yes. that I can do the same. Yes. And, and that's when I, I think felt like strong enough, um, to, to come out in the open and share uh, a really deeply personal experience that I, um, endured, um, a year ago. And, and, and I think that's what kind of like opened up like this, this, this conversation mm -hmm. and people realize that, you know what, this is like no longer just a platform just to go see like cute baby photos, but there's a person behind this brand who's actually, who's, who's building this brand. And there's someone that I can relate to because yes. she's a mom or she's a woman or, you know, she has good days and bad days yes. just like me. And, 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 and I think that's what has um, allowed me to continue connecting with people because, um, I, I still try to keep like an 80, 20 rule of, you know, like it's 80% still about like the business and 20%, yeah. like I'll still like you know, remind people that, Hey, it's me. Like I'm the one like that's doing all this and I'm here to remind you only because like X, Y, and Z. Um, but it's now become a very like a safe open space for people to come forward and like tell me things that they don't even tell their like own like family or friends. Like people have told, like confided in me that they're, they're expecting before they've even told anyone else. And yeah. It's, it's really sweet. I think that, you know, they're, that their first thought is like, I want a baby Ganesh, like when yes. they find out that they're pregnant. So, um, I, 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 I honestly, you know, I'm really grateful for the fact that people, um, see me sort of like as, as someone that that's a friend, even though that we've never met, probably never will meet. Um, but it's become like a really safe haven for them. Yeah. It's very, that's incredible. So when you think about you're, I mean, you're expecting right now you're due in March, correct? So, yeah. Um, so when you think about Modi toys and your journey of motherhood fused together, where do you see yourself motherhood Modi joys five years from now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a planner. Um, at least that, <laughs> that, that, you live that for far. the moment. That's good to know. That's good to no, know. No, no. I mean that far in advance. I mean, like, look, I mean, five years ago, if you had asked me, like, would I have told you I'd, I'd be a mom of like two kids with the business? Like, no, I would have no, never anticipated. Yeah. yeah. I would have never anticipated that. So I don't know, um, five years, but I, I do know that we have big plans for Molly Toys. Um, you know, we want it to be a, a commodity where it's in the homes and hands of everyone around the world. It's not this like luxurious like product that's only available to the elite and those yeah. with like, you know, really high disposable income. Like it's really just as God is omnipresent, like we want our products to be omnipresent as mm -hmm. well. 
Um, and whether that means like, you know, shopping online or going to like your local retail store, or even like, you know, if you're going to the hospital to visit a friend who just had a baby, we want to make it easily accessible no matter where you are in the world. And right now we are far away from that. Um, um, we are only available in limited retail stores and primarily in the U.S., even though we, sh we do ship um, globally. Um, there are some countries where we currently have limited access to, like such as South Africa and India. And, and I think we want to be at a place where multi-choice like, really becomes the household name. I know that sounds ironic to say because like to you and me, like, yes, it is a household name because right. like we live here in America where it, it has more of a prominence than it does elsewhere. Um, but we have ways to go, I think, until it becomes really a household name um, around the world for all Indians. Mm -hmm. um, and as for, as for my journey as a motherhood, um, I hope I can find a better balance. I hope that we can grow the team enough so that I am not left to do all the like the minute work that I have like, to do um, just to kind of keep our presence online alive and stuff. Um, cause that's the goal, right? I mean, I, I want to, just as, like you want to raise your children in to be independent enough mm -hmm. yet still, you know, have oversight. Um, like I want to get Modi Toys to a place where, you know, I feel like I've, I've, I've gone to a point where I can now, um, trust it in the hands mm -hmm. of someone else while I still have oversight. And right now I, I feel like I need to have control over both aspects i need to like obviously i'm gonna have a newborn so um you know i need to have really um strict oversight and control over there and millie toys is still i think in its infancy so i'm not at a place where i can really relinquish control in either yeah, places but i'm sense. hoping yeah. i'm hoping that five years from now like i can kind of sit back and be like you know what like they've both grown up a little bit and now i can like and now I can, I can let go and, and, and find others like to really take it to the next level. Yeah. I, I feel like expansion is absolutely and the, the, the decade of 2020 really does bring forth that energy of expansion. So I deeply yeah. desire that for you as well to, to expand and to grow and to be successful in both motherhood and Modi toys expanding. Um, so you have more space and freedom to, Freedom. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, space and freedom. But I, I feel like you're, you guys are definitely on the right trajectory and it's step by step. You're doing the right things. And it was such an honor to, to talk to you and connect with you and learn more about you. And um, I think this is going to give our listeners and many of them already know who you are, a, a deeper sense of who you are as an individual behind the brand, like you said, that 80-20%, we're going to be that extra 20% of, of Mr. <laughs> Car behind Modi Toys. So share with us if um, there's anybody who is new to Modi Toys, where can they find you? Share your Instagram handle, your website. Absolutely. So we can be found on moditoys.com. That's M-O-D-I-T-O-Y-S.com. And our Instagram is at moditoys. And uh, if you go on our website, you'll actually see um, a page with all the locations listed where we are currently available um, at local retailers. And as I just mentioned, I'm hoping to grow that list um, nonstop. So um, hopefully you'll be able to find us outside of the U.S. 
in the coming months and years. <laughs> yeah. And um, you can use promo code TIP10 to get 10% off, guys. That was so generous of, of me. And um, I was, when well, when we're shooting this, it's uh, January. And yesterday you had posted on your Instagram, your dad had a ticket to London and you're like, hopefully we can send something ex- or share something <laughs> exciting. So I hope like sending manifesting mes- uh, messages yes. out in the universe that you can share that with us whenever it manifests because I hope whatever it is comes true for you guys. <laughs> yes, I'm really, and, and I'm excited that it's like, it's January right now because, you know, January always feels like the time of like hope and possibilities. Yes. Yes. And, um, and yeah, so I, we have, we have a lot of hopefully big news Yay. items to share yeah. in the coming months. Oh, yeah. can't wait to hear. I'm sure. I'm sure. Cause this is about expansion. You put the intention out there. It's going to happen. It's going to manifest. Thank so, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much, Omni, for taking the privilege of your time and your honesty of being here today. It's such a pleasure connecting with you. And um, thank you so much, everyone who tuned in today till next time. Bye guys. If you love this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribe on iTunes, share it with your mama besties, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do to share is screenshot it, share it on your Instagram story, use the hashtag Time and Talks Podcast, and tag me at Thajal V Patel. Of course, you can just text your mama besties the pod too, which is also totally cool. And if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, as my special thank you, I'd like to give to you my seven-day stress detox course absolutely free. This is a $79 value course I'm giving to you complimentary as my thank you for leaving a review. If you're a mom who wants tools to use in the heat of the moment that helps you decrease stress, manage your triggers, stop your own meltdowns, or you just want to infuse a simple moment of peace throughout your busy day to get centered, well, you want to get your hands on these tools. These tools are rooted in ancient Ayurvedic and yogic wisdom, and these kundalini meditations that I teach only take three minutes or less to feel better. These are my daily go-to tools that keep my stress at bay and help me feel calm and centered, and I'd love to make them available to you. All you gotta do is email me a screenshot of your review over to Thajal at thajalvpatel.com. That is T-E-J-A-L at T-E-J-A-L-V-P-A-T-E-L.com. I'll send you the course details right away so you can get started. And stay tuned, my book, Meditation for Kids, 40 Activities to Stay Present, Improve Concentration, and Manage Difficult Emotions is going to be released in spring 2020. This is going to be your favorite guide to make meditation fun, simple, and a part of your family's daily routine. Till next time. Bye guys.